Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, we are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. We were, we were streaming in Kuwait yesterday. Where will we, where will we, blah, 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 where will we be streaming today? You can also find us on the Alexa app as well as tune in. Just search WYAB. If you miss any of this show, you can always check out the podcast. I just got yesterday's podcast uploaded. I had an error on my end, a little rookie mistake yesterday, and um, uploaded a couple of the wrong hours. I don't know what I was doing. It happens like that sometimes. But anyway, yesterday's show was a banger. It was a hood classic. Mixtape of the year type material. It is, it is now posted. The title is Crime Happens Everywhere. Just search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or stream music, and it will be available all over the place from Apple to Spotify, Podbean, and everywhere in between that has podcasts as well as YouTube. Uh, not available on YouTube yet. I have to upload that manually. But neither here nor there. It is hump day. We've got our favorite white liberal, Sean Yudkaran, here in the studio with us. And, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. If you want to chime in, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line here in the studio, 601-879-0002. Sean, I'm going to take a quick detour here from our show prep. Sure. Something I was um, thinking about. You know, we talk a lot about cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit, right? That's and, what we're and, talking about. And I feel like I was on the forefront of that. Uh-huh. Um I feel like cancel culture has kind of jumped the shark a little bit. How so? I, I think it's being used intentionally by people for media attention. I agree 100%. Yep. I've had time to think about this Jason Aldean stuff. And while mm-hmm. I 100% agree with everything the song said, the whole nine yards, I can even sit back from a 30,000-foot view here and say, even if it was plotted and planned – Kudos, mm-hmm. touche, to make money. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't, I mean, to right. bring attention, mm-hmm. you know, because it's frankly, it's something I've been doing for a while. You know, is I want, I want the people that hate me to try to cancel me. It's good for business, mm-hmm. right? If you hate me, tell ten people about me. I mean, look how well, um, you know, Sound of Freedom and uh, Jason Aldean's doing this week. So. Yeah, you know. Um, so I think it's jumped the shark a little bit. I don't think. I don't think cancel culture exists. The only person that got canceled was Alex Jones. He's mm. not allowed on social media. He's not allowed any of these, you know, but he was canceled from mainstream media. 
and, and social media. He still has his InfoWars thing. Wasn't that his main thing, the InfoWars? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did, was, and, you know, and YouTube. I mean, did well with YouTube. You is know, he not on YouTube anymore? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I mean, YouTube's run by a bunch of commies. Uh, I, did, I didn't. I, I, yeah. I've seen InfoWars a few times. I didn't know what, what platforms he used. Um, so, but, yeah, but, uh, after the Sandy Hook thing, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of out watching this guy. <laughs> but he's the... Uh, He's one, the only person in media, in my opinion, who is legitimately canceled. I'm, maybe there's some some of the low hanging fruit out there that I, I can't excuse me that I can't think of. But mm. I just say all that to say I, I was I, I was thinking it in the back of my head anyway, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole last night, kind of unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people who aren't necessarily in the political rec- sphere, and they they were talking about this too. And I just listened to Clay Travis say something like, "You, you want to get canceled." It's good for business if your business is controversy. Look at Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. I didn't even know who this guy was. Me either. And, and, and now now I know all about this guy. I mean, yeah. it's it's really – you're right. It's good for business. It, it, it is. So here's why I'm bringing this up. I think Elon Musk is on to something here with Twitter, X. Well, he changed the name of it to X, whatever. Mm-hmm. Neither here nor there on the name thing. I, I, six one way, half dozen other. Sure. Uh, the Twitter – my Twitter app still pulls up. as Twitter. <laughs> so – he is now monetizing, allowing creators, uh, crap talkers, to monetize. If your stuff drives a lot of, a lot of replies in the comments, and they can put ads in there, you get paid on it. Okay. So now, it's it's almost like you want to you want the left weight outrage if you're on the right. Sure. You know, so or vice versa. But I'm on the right, so we'll mm-hmm. use this example. Okay. You know, I want to anger a bunch of purple-haired lefties and then try to share my post. To, Look at what this guy said. Oh, my God. Let's get this guy canceled. Mm-hmm. And that creates views and comments and engagement. And money. Which will, and money. I mean, I, I couldn't flip, agree with you more. I've, I've been thinking the same flipped. thing for the last week with this Al Dean stuff. Um, yeah, it's flip cancel culture upside down. The only question I have for you about this, and I know you're like more familiar with the music entertainment in terms of live music and those things than I am. I read Jason Isabel's tweets. Did you see that? The one where he he and um, uh, Jake Owen were going. That's back the and one. Forth. I, yeah. yeah, I saw that too. Well, he, so Isabel's talking about Aldean didn't write the song. You know, he needs to be a songwriter. And Owen saying, "Hey, look, there's a lot of great songwriters. They're just making this argument about writing your own songs versus the songwriters." So a songwriter wrote the song. It, so, I mean, I'm assume, assume that's scored by somebody. Like the view, like, okay, is this going to offend anybody? Is this going to? I mean, somebody before they, before who, before they let that song out or he sings it, I'm sure it's reviewed. Sure. I would assume that's the process. So somebody knew, like, whatever the content of the song was before it was ever released. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they didn't think it would get. Cause what what catapulted this thing was the video. Was the video getting mm-hmm. canceled by CMT? Right, right, or, exactly. You know, being banned by CMT. Well, what what happens when you ban something? Everybody wants to watch it. Exactly. Remember when we were kids? Like, didn't you start listening to Two Live Crew? Absolutely. I listened to Banned in the USA. It was, it, and I was, I grew up in Miami, and that was going on there at the time. I think the mayor of Miami had banned them from playing places, and everybody wanted to, you had to sneak around to find a Two Live Crew album. Everybody loved it. You know, yeah, it, I, it made them more po- popular than ever. I, you know, I, so I've been, I've been catching a lot of flack on some of my social media about me using cuss words in my videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 45 years old. I'll cuss you out sitting right in front of me. I don't, you know, I don't care. But, and I don't do it on the radio where I'm not allowed to, but neither here nor there. Um, I, I was telling Allison the other day, 
I said, you know, I think the next Clay Edwards show shirt, of course, we're going to do these FAFO shirts out there. The next one is just going to be my logo on the sleeve and the parental advisory. You're, you're stealing from the 90s then again. Absolutely. Wasn't, wasn't that what they were, they were selling back then? I mean, That's what you, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You, you, controversy sells. It did. And I, mean, that, I didn't know saying cuss words was controversial. I didn't think, I didn't know telling the truth was either. Yeah, looking back at two live crew stuff, you're like, that's kind of weak compared to today, right? I mean, oh, man. Like, that's that's kind of weak stuff. And mm-hmm. but um, Now, what's funny is the left takes the bait on this, too. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely the the left is pushing it in terms of, like, if they think something's racist, right, they're going to say just a little hint of it. And that I was going to actually talk about this, and I wrote this in the Facebook group. But, um, you know, I haven't even listened to the song or watched the video, and, and I made an opinion about it before without even doing those things. And the reason that I've done that is because – and here, my opinion is, is it's not racist, even though I have not watched it and have not, you know, listened to the song. And here's what I mean by that. This song came out two months before. And nobody said anything, right? Yeah, the video had been out for five days. Five days. And then now all of a sudden, you know, it's this controversy. Jason Aldean was also at the the most horrific, deadly mass shooting in the country's history. Yeah. In well, Las Vegas. He was on stage when it happened. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I think that obviously this guy's got some experiences from that. I mean, who wouldn't have traumatic experiences for being part of something like that, right? Yeah. And then, of course, the song is out for two months, and nobody's saying anything. This, to me, is just manufactured. Well, you know, and I, I just feel like, I just don't feel like Jason Aldean is now, all of a sudden, he's a racist. Because, yeah. you know, I just it just sounds like this is just manufactured. It, it, it is. And I, I was sitting there last night, and he's he's gone from selling out stadiums to headlining, uh, to selling out amphitheaters. Mm-hmm. So his, 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 his touring draw had come down a notch. I mean, still one of the top ten you know, concerts, sure. t- ticket sellers in the country. I mean, whatever. But And now he's got the number one country song in the country. He's got the number two overall. The only person that beat him was one of those K-pop guys from Tokyo, you know, from um, South Korea. South Korean kind of K-pop from, yeah. guys. Apparently just one of the biggest artists. His name's Seven. Yeah, I, I, know, who, I know who he is. I mean, you know, I, and, I, yeah. and the only reason I know because I, I ended up on Twitter It was on my Spotify day. this morning. No, yeah, I ended up on Twitter. There. They, it was trend. Billboard was trending and. It wasn't about Jason Aldean. It was all about this K-pop guy. Yeah, he's he's really he's been around for a long time yeah, though. Apparently, you know, you got a global fan base, mm-hmm. and uh, so the um, so now I think Jason Aldean tickets have become absolute must see if you're on the right. Now it's a political statement to go to a Jason Aldean show. Yep, that's- and now I think he'll be he'll be back in stadiums before you know it. And and, and kudos, it's a great play. Yeah, I just, I mean, again, and I'm just going to go back to what I said. I think it's this is all manufactured. But I think all, I, I think on the right and the left becomes manufactured. You know, you, you and I had a discussion uh, uh, last week, I think on the phone or text or something about what if the Bud Light commercial came out in 1980, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there were some guys sitting around a bar in 1980 and Dylan Mulvaney is on, you know, TV promoting Bud Light. Of course, that'd be way out ahead of its time in 1980. You know, we all agree with that. Well, some guys would sit around the bar and they would drink a beer and they'd be like, "Wow, this is kind of odd." There's a guy dressed like a woman in a Bud Light commercial, and they tell the bartender, and they might tell some friends at work, and they might write a letter to the editor of the newspaper. But I don't think it ever. Like, nobody reports it, and, and Bud Light may get some backlash. And I think that social media has created this massive outrage culture that we have right now. Oh, yeah. And it's just, and now we're looking for anything. And, and I'm, you know, I'm blaming the right for this also, as much as I am the left. I think both parties like fall victim to it. Like we're looking for anything to be outraged about. 
and it really doesn't affect anybody's life. That's the thing. Whether you know, J- you go to a Jason Aldean concert, you drink a Bud Light, but now we're just mad about it. And, and th- I mean, this is in everything: Chick Fil A, Nike. I mean, NFL. Like everything is just something that you know, forty years ago we wouldn't have thought twice about. Yeah. Well, um, we want to be outraged, and I've got some show notes here. We'll hit it. We'll go ahead and take our break. We'll hit it. I want to come back, and this is um. This has got to do with the Joe and Hunter Biden. Um, let's see. The subject matter is, or the link is titled, Breaking Update, Zelensky Associate was present at Biden bribery meetings, then went to work for President Zelensky, who is now holding blackmail information against Joe Biden. And it just runs through a couple things here. And I'm just going to run through them to set the stage for the next part of this conversation about us looking for things to be outraged about. Mm-hmm. And how that has trickled down into us actively rooting for the destruction of America uh, as long as it's not our guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we're doing. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show with Sean Karan. All right, welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Let's see here. How about over at my my good friends and yours at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing? We were challenged to come out there tonight, Sean, but I cannot make it tonight. Yeah, me either. I'm, I really, really can't either. I know. Uh, I, I know. I can't. I got I got something I got going on tomorrow. But Or was it Tuesday night we were supposed to go? Tuesday. No, it was last night. So, look, we're going to get out there. Look at us making excuses already. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Chance. So, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Um, but look, you don't let, don't let our uh, excuses get in the way of you going to Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing and taking, taking advantage of that first week for free. And then that 20% discount courtesy of the Clay Edwards show moving forward after that. If you decide to sign up for classes, they have adult kickboxing. They have, which is a great non-monotonous workout. They have self-defense for kids, which I think is great. They have a. Women's only self-defense. Well, they have kids jiu-jitsu. And then they have women's only self-defense. And, you know, guys, I don't have to, ladies, I don't have to explain what that is. You get it. You know, there's no men in the class, and it's taught by a female instructor. And the main event, the main event, what they do, it's in the name, is they do Gracie-style jiu-jitsu taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd. And if you want to set yourself apart and become a lean Mean butt kicking machine. Get over there to Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and kickboxing. And look, I, I talk all the time on the show about discipline and how whether you're going to lose weight, get in shape, whatever your physical goals are, it's all about discipline. And nothing's going to teach you more discipline and patience than Jiu Jitsu, in my opinion. So get out there, check it out. They have a location in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. Check them out online, GracieSouth.com. And uh, we're going to have Chance on the show here at some point. Our, our schedules have just been hell trying to get together, but uh, get him to come on here one day and really talk about it, tell you a little bit about himself, and we'll go from there with it. That's Gracie South, Jiu-Jitsu, and Kickboxing. All right, Sean. Um, okay, I, it's not, I don't necessarily want to get into a long, long conversation about the Biden corruption. We're not going to agree on it necessarily, on some of it, and some of it we will. But I, I just want to use this to, as a linchpin to get us to the next part of this 
America versus America conversation. All right. So I'm just going to read a little bit. This is from the Gateway Pundit. It says, uh, Arthur Peter Schweitzer went on Jesse Waters' show on Monday night where he proceeded to drop another bomb on the Biden crime family. According to Schweitzer, I'm sorry, if I'm saying his name right, who wrote a best-selling, the bestseller Secret Empires on the Biden crime family's crimes, told Jesse that one of Vladimir Zelensky's top officials was sitting in the room when they were discussing bribing the Bidens, Joe and Hunter. Ukrainian president and a gay movie star, Zelensky, okay, I added that part. Zelensky has a top official who was sitting on, who was sitting in on the He was meetings. a comedian. He was a comedian. <laughs> gay comedian. He was sitting, who was sitting in on meetings when the, where they talked about bribing the Bidens. Schweitzer suggests Zelensky is using this as leverage over the Biden regime for weapons and billions of U.S. dollars. So I'm just here's kind of the high points of it here. So, so Peter Schweitzer says, we've been at this since 2018. They initially said there were no foreign deals. Then they shifted and said there were, and there might have been foreign deals, but the Bidens made no money. Then it became Joe Biden didn't know about any of these deals. Then it became Joe Biden didn't participate in any of these deals. And now it's that he's not in business with his son. And then that, that's inarguable. That is kind of how that's gone down. <clears throat> so I say that everybody's got their opinion on the Bidens. I'm not changing your mind. You're not changing mine, most likely. Right. Unless the Bidens come out. Unless unless there's an investigation, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I said, but I say all that to say this. And this is what I put in my notes. It says, while I do 100% want to see Joe Biden and Hunter Biden rot in hell and or a jail for the crimes they've committed and for the witch hunt the Democrats have pursued Trump over, it does sadden me that America has gotten to this point of no return where we're actually pulling for our political rivals, party leaders to die or go to jail, hell or wherever else. It's sort of like mutually agreed self-destruction to prove one side or the other was right, even though it surely destroys our country and our way of life in the process. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is sad that we've reached this point. Now, look, I'll be the first one to say it, it ain't just the Democrats uh, that hated. I think it was, I think the Democrats pursuing a Trump and hatred of Trump for four years took me to this point. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, now I hate your guy. Right. It's and a now, cycle of hate. Yeah. And I mean, y'all are going to continue to pursue my guy. And you're going to continue to tell us that everything he did, orange man bad, must go to jail. When there's just overwhelming apparent evidence that the Bidens are guilty as hell of much worse stuff. Because, of course, it's worse. It's, it's them versus my guy. So it, it right. creates Because it's your guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it creates this two- I, I'd have to counter, but we're not getting into that. I know what you're trying to say. I mean, if Joe Biden right now could give out free beer and chicken wings to every American, and somebody would find something wrong with that. Well, oh, we don't off, even spend- first off, it would be Bud Light, so it would be gay. And then second <laughs> off, it would be chicken, so it would be racist. You, you, guys are, you guys are so consumed with gay people, man. I tell you what. God bless. They're, they're consumed with, with shaking their butts in front of but, everybody's but faces. The, the gay stuff... It's like the right's racism where the left is. You know what I mean? Like everything is like, like the right's like, oh my god, that chair looks kind of gay to me. You know, where the where the rest, where the left is like, like my dog is black and white, and like if somebody on the left would be like, well, your dog might be kind of racist. I'm like, what? It's multicultural. You know? I mean, it's just like it's both sides have their thing. It's the right, it's 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 gay or LGBT or whatever you want to call it, and with the left, it's everything's racist. You know? I don't. It's just like so it makes it like nothing. 
is any, any, excuse me, makes it like nothing that anybody says is legitimate anymore because that's the first thing they go to. It's either gay or racist. It's either gay or racist. That, that's it. I mean, it just. I don't, when did we? When, when did that happen? I mean, that's what I want to know. When did that happen? For for me, for me, I think I can trace it back to the the outrage over Trump getting elected and the way they acted about Trump. I thought, you know, maybe a year or so into this season, they'll calm down. They'll quit screaming at the clouds and having hmm. pink poontang hat parades and marches and all this crazy stuff. And it just never, it, it escalated. And then, of course, COVID hit, and I watched the country get, here's what it really, I think, really was the powder keg, was the BLM rights across mm-hmm. the country, seeing nothing be done. And then you have this combination of January 6th, where everybody who was in a, within a within five miles of the Capitol, they, they pinged their cell phones, put them in jail. There's the election theft stuff. There was this combination of a bunch of things. From from the rights perspective, mm-hmm. from my perspective, that makes me, it's it's a blood hate and see like for the, for the left, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, with the from my perspective, obviously, and I you know I agree with what you're saying about the Trump, the seeking Trump out on every little thing. I think we've discussed that a lot of times. From my perspective, it started with Obama. See, I feel like when Obama got elected, and then there, the Tea Party somehow emerged, right? Even though George W. Bush had been spending tons of money for years, and nobody was saying anything, and then finally Barack Obama, a black man, gets elected president of the United States, and we've got that. We've got a birther thing that was completely bogus that Trump was pushing the whole time. And so I feel like that, on our perspective, that's where that started. And then that led into Trump, and the left says, okay, now we're going to go attack their guy. And we've created this, like – and I'm not even saying that – the right started it, or the left sure. started. That's not my argument. I'm just, just saying from what, what brought it to where. It's yeah, at. that's what I think. I think that's kind of where we're at with it, you yeah. know. And now we've just now it's just going to be like it doesn't matter who is president if it's not your guy. Something they're going to do something legal, something immoral, and you're just not going to like them. I mean, that, they can do things that I mean, they can do something that really helps you, and you're going to come up with a way because it's not your team. Like me, and that's why you and I talk about this all the time. Like, there's things that, about Donald Trump that I really like, and I'm not afraid to say that. Like, I'm going to say that. I'm not playing this game. I'm just not playing this world. I hate everything about him just because I don't, he's not on my team and I don't like certain things he does. But I feel like a lot of America are not, are not able to separate those things. And I, I wish we could get back to that point where we can say, hey, I may not agree with this guy on a lot of stuff, but, you know, he, he called out NATO, which is something I love that Trump did, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, he, or like when Barack Obama got Osama bin Laden, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. No matter how, what, you know, how you feel about Barack Obama, that was a good thing for this country. And I was, we're just not able to do that. And yeah. that's, and that's, that, that's just a problem, I think. Yeah. I remember when it's kind of weird. I, you know, do you know who the first person to announce that they had gotten, uh, um, Osama was? I don't recall. Two wrestlers, believe it or not, wasn't the first was The Rock tweeted it out. No, one, did he really? Yeah, one of one of the seals. I'm or, looking this up today. When we get off here. I didn't remember that. One of the seals or the seal team six was that the ones that got seal him? team. Yeah, I read the guy's one, book No Easy Day. I think one of those day. guys had texted him or something. The, he texted He's The like Rock. A, was like a big Rock fan, and I guess had had his number or something and texted him. And then I was watching Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. and John Cena. In the middle of the at the end of his match, got out. 
we got the bastard Osama bin Laden's dead. So the wrestler broke it before the news broke it. Oh my, I didn't even remember that. You know, and that's, there you go. That's the point where we are in America when wrestlers get the news yeah. before the president announces it. Like wrestlers are, are announcing it on Monday Night Raw. That's yeah. just amazing. I'm really going to look that up today. That's a great it's, story. It's, it's, all right, here, here's, the, uh, here's a phone call here. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, Sean. It's Ready Teddy. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey what's brother? up, man? Hey, you know, to think about how we have different opinions based on different things, if y'all remember correctly, Trump was the one that was pushing the vaccine like crazy. And if you think about it, if Trump it still had is, election, by the way, mm-hmm. still is well, pushing I'm, the vaccine. Yeah. Election, do you think the size would have been the size of taking the vaccine? Do you think? Hey, Teddy. The, Teddy, you're breaking yeah. up. I, I get the question. I'll, I'll answer it for you, brother. Thank you. So what? What Teddy's saying is, I tell you, let's take our break. Come back. But what it's Teddy's a good asking, question. It's a really what good Teddy's question. asking yeah. is, and we've had this conversation before, but I, I'm never afraid to go down this this road again. Sure. Is if the roles were reversed, if Trump had won 2020 and was pushing the vaccine, would we had all jumped in line on the right? And oh yeah, you got to get it, got to get it to get, got to protect our neighbors, mm-hmm. yada yada yada. But my question would be, is after you know, I don't know, the first four rounds of it didn't work. Would Trump still be, you know, would Trump have forced Americans to take it or lose their job? I don't think he would have. Let's take a break, come back, we'll get Sean's opinion on that. And y'all guys are welcome to call in 601-879-0002, the Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. I walk out here every night with hustle, loyalty, respect on my sleeve. That is a credo I have adopted from the men and women who defend the freedom of this country. We have caught and compromised to a permanent end, Osama bin Laden. Is that the last event that brought us together? Was the death of Osama bin Laden? I don't. I remember at the time people being mad about that, though. Me, don't you remember me. that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. They were just, you know, that just that event, and that's what I'm saying. We were tracing this thing back to, you know, Trump, then Obama, people being upset about that. I mean, if you go back to George W. Bush, there was people were saying that that election was stolen too. Remember that? I mean, like there was, you know, people saying that, and uh, so that whole election controversy kind of spurred that in. You know, folks on the left hated George W. Bush. Then go back to Clinton. People on the right were upset that, you know, 12 years of Republican rule had ended with the election of Bill Clinton, and they went after Bill Clinton for those eight years. So this thing has gone on for at, at least most of our lifetime that I can remember, or at least the beginnings of it. Start, You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's gone on for that period of time. So it just didn't just start, I think, with Donald Trump. I think that's just been the, it, it's the, it's a, it's the explosion. It's the, the, it was Molotov cocktail. Yeah, I think right. And I mean, also, you know, in the '90s and the the aughts. I guess I was. I never know what to call that decade. Do you ever know what to call? I call it the aughts. The two thousands. The two thousands. Like there's so many ways to say it. You know, we didn't have. I mean, MySpace people weren't sit there talking about outrage. 
you know, on your on your friends list there. Mm-mm. You couldn't really do that, if I remember. Could you even make comments? I, I, I think on the well, people- there towards the end, they created a timeline thing, like you know, your I forgot what they called it, but you could people could make their little blurbs because mm-hmm. used to you just have to go to people's profiles. Yeah, yeah, and that's they would right. have posts on there, but they didn't go through a feed. Sure. Then towards the end, they kind of created a feed, and in, in the top middle, mm-hmm. you kind of scroll through and you can say a little, basically a sentence. And yeah. then, and then early on, Facebook it had blogs too. Sure, yeah, it did have blogs. Now I'm remembering that, like, what was that one Tumblr that came out and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then we went to Facebook, which the beginnings of Facebook, everybody was just posting pictures of what they were eating, which was, got it, a little it, ridiculous. But well, it was a school thing. Yeah, it was a school thing initially, right when yeah, yeah. Zuckerberg started. But then when every we all got it, I think I got it around 2007 or 2008, and uh, it was just like stupid statuses, like. Sean is going to the bar. You know, like it was like the worst statuses that I ever gave up. I was thinking about that the other day because it would have like your name and you would try to put is like Clay Edwards is. Yeah. You know, speaking in third person basically on all the status things. We didn't quite understand that you didn't have to mm -hmm. pick up the sentence after your name. Exactly. Oh, some of them I look at, you know, I'm sure all of us look at our memories and are like, is that even me? Like what, what kind of DB did that? You know, I just always, and, uh, and so like it was like that for a while and then it was just, you know, good for like, you know, meeting up with ex girlfriends or boyfriends, I guess, for a lot still is good for that. But like then it became political mm-hmm. over time where it became now this, you know, politico ecosphere in, in Facebook and obviously Twitter. But I think Twitter's a different animal where that you know, that's I always call that the Reddit and Twitter are like the power users of the internet. And um it, you know what's funny is you always hear like a lot of these um these political folks, these pundits on the left and the right, especially on the on the right wing side of things. They never, they never, they don't use Facebook. They always say, oh, you know, I don't use Facebook. I, you know, it's, it's all on Twitter. It's all on Twitter. My biggest draw is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, most engagement. I can do Twitter till I'm blue in the face. It ain't, I mean, I'm trying. I want it to work there. It just. Because it feels cool to use Twitter, right? I think that's why I try to use it. And I, I can't use it. I don't use it well, at least. I don't have anybody following me or know, anything. And, and maybe, may, maybe I, this is a look in the mirror thing. Maybe the, the hardcore internet users, the, 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 the real people who are in knee deep in the culture war, man, I'm just not their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Maybe the competition's greater over there, and people are saying things they like better. Maybe, yeah. maybe the uh, the conspiracy theory uncle on Facebook's more my my guy. Yeah, that's yeah. It could be your market there. I mean, and in, and then you got anyway, Instagram. By the which, way, I am fine with that conspiracy theory uncle. I, I love you guys. I am one of you. I'm your guy. I think the user. Uh, platform of facebook is a lot easier to use very it, it easy just, to i use just think them. it's much easier to use than twitter it is and quote tweeting can get a little confusing and you know tweet one tweet two tweet three let's take a call here real quick i think we got ryan on the line ryan i want to hear your opinion on all this brother hey man i just um going back to what you were talking about about people just being upset um it seems like social media is telling people what to be upset about it was a meme going around a couple of years ago that said what are we mad about today? Or what are we scrolling about today that we're upset about? Uh, and, you know, it's, it's more true now than ever, man. You know, it's like since COVID, I've heard this term, and you probably heard it too, herd immunity or herd this and that. And, you know, COVID and social media has really solidified the, the herd mentality. Herd outrage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, herd outrage. It's like, you know, I'm going to be upset because... My, my Facebook friend is upset about this. I mean, they do no research. They're just upset because someone else is upset. And I do not understand it, man. And, uh, bro, I, I, just, I, hope, I don't see it getting any better, man. No. And I think – no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just agreeing with you. I said, yeah. no, I don't I agree either. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's getting any better, man. And I think 
uh, social media was put here to to I don't know if it was like a social experiment or to see what they what they can do with us because man I've seen people just do stuff you know without even the knowledge of them doing it like seriously um, it's if you look at you know um, certain women on your timeline they pose the same they smile the same they stand the same mm. and they don't even know they're doing it like at all like you could scroll down t- my timeline and you will see. Fifty different women doing the same exact pose. Yeah, they do, they're not even aware they're excellent. That they're doing. Just, just, just do hole in a face and change a face in a hole and change out their faces, and you wouldn't know one from the other. Hand on the hip, yeah, it's always man. the same one. Yeah, that one leg straight, one knee, one yeah. knee bent. Yeah, but yeah, but man. butt out to the right a little bit, left, whatever. <laughs> Clay's trying to demonstrate that in the studio, y'all. Yeah. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, uh, had the butt life and Clay. Hey, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding, man. That's scary, man. That's scary that they can they can get us to do the same exact thing without even trying, man. That is really, really scary. And that's why shows like yours and Mr. Wade and uh, and everybody else on WYAB, they are afraid of. Because you guys are, you know, y'all are really waking people up. You guys are telling the truth, man. And people, they are really afraid of that. So, hey, man, I'm going to dock my boat here. And I'll listen on the radio. Right. Thank you, brother. Have a blessed one. You too. Bye. Uh, that's a good, great call. It was, there. yeah. Um, so have you seen this? Speaking of getting, he, he, he stumbled into something I've been wanting to talk about. Um, have you seen, talk about people just doing the same thing over and over and over. Mm. And if you are a believer in a lot of the social media stuff, being a CIA SOP type thing, which I don't think is even arguable anymore after the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. That that is obviously a CIA sop. So there was a website called Friendster. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it was ran yeah. by the. It was funded by the CIA. This was it is, funded by the CIA? I don't. It was. I remember it. It lasted for. Didn't it? Wasn't it about the same time as Facebook started? And, and okay, so I may have. Maybe it's a different one. There was a social media app that was exactly like Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was the same everything. Same. I mean everything. Well, I think Sean Parker got involved in Friendster, and then they flipped to you to. Facebook. I the thought day, that was a story. The but. day it closed, f- Facebook opened. Okay. And the government was, in fact, involved in the other one. This is all mm. factual stuff here. And um, so I do believe that there, there's that. So fast forward mm-hmm. to now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a conspiracy theory dive another time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the Roswell aliens started Friendster or something. Absolutely. <laughs> so they, uh, it's a human inventory system is what it is. But, um, <laughs> but uh, that aside. With a bunch of thirst traps. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it, it's anything to keep your attention. Yeah. So, have you seen this thing now where people are getting AI photo, AI generated photos of themselves and they're yeah. paying $15, 10 or $15 to do it? Sure. I've seen that, yeah. And some of them look worse than they look. Mm-hmm. Some of them look drastically better. And now people are liking people's fake photos of themselves and people are saying thank you. People are taking the compliment on fake photos of themselves looking good. I'm just had to back away from the microphone. That's kind of funny. I mean, uh, well, but it well, makes sense, did. right? I mean, like think about all the we started with photo filters and Snapchat filters, and here we are AI generated filters. Well, yeah. And then you know, yesterday it came out that one of the these like super uh, most followed uh, bikini influencer girls, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram thoughts doesn't look like that. Well, no, that it's she's not real at all. Uh, she was AI generated. Uh, like all the girls on Ma- Ashley Madison, well, yeah. they were ahead of their time, weren't they? Well, they 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 <laughs> were, but I mean, this is legitimate. Like you can't look and tell, and 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 we're gonna get to this point 
where unless you're actually meeting up with somebody in real life, I mean, you just ain't gonna know. You just yeah, I mean, unless you know them. But th- it's it's a dangerous precedence. Like, where does it go? You know, it it doesn't seem like. Well, let me ask a question this way: How has social media improved our lives? Do you think? Other than meeting up with exes in the past and stuff, everybody everybody does. You know, you know that's made, the only thing it, I can think of. It's made the world smaller, and I don't think the world should be smaller. The world should be very big. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem social media had is the very thing that people try to tell you is one of its great things. It put a bunch, and you can even say this locally, it put a bunch of people in a room together arguing about things that they would have never talked about to begin with. Okay, like the guy from Rankin County would have never. Let's just say, since Rankin County racist white guys, according to people from Jackson. Mm-hmm. Racist white guy from Rankin County and Black Doug from Jackson would have never been in a room discussing politics on every news issue in the world together. No, of course not, right? You know, we, yeah. you keep your opinions over here, I'll keep mine over here. Mm-hmm. It put a bunch of people who just weren't going to like each other anyway in a room together discussing the very things they say don't discuss. God, politics, and mm-hmm. and her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, of, of course it was going to be a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. 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 I mean, it has been. It has been. And I, we've talked about this before, and I'm sure so many people think this. People will say things to each other on the internet that they would never say to each other in person. No. They would never, ever say something like that. I mean, and, you know, I think we've all been guilty of it before, by the way. I'm not, I'm not sure. innocent. But I think we, we, it's easy for us to say that. But when someone says, okay, you can come over to my house and, you know, talk to me about that. And that, they, of course, they never show up when that yeah. happens. I mean, but I'm I even think- worse about it now than I used to be. Now I just have a zero fuse fart. Like mm-hmm. I, I, some guy was uh, made a smart comment about a, uh, a rude comment about me the other day, and I just went straight to, hey, "Aren't you on the sexual offenders list?" I saw that. I saw that. You know, like, was I mean, the guy really on the sexual offenders list? Well, somebody with the same name is. Oh, okay, okay. You know, so I was like, "That's a nice." I think I kind of pieced it together that it was this guy. Let, let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the first hour. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Quran. Breaking rules. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, real quick, man, to close out the first hour, <clears throat> uh, to our point from earlier in the in the hour about cancel culture backfiring, and it, it's almost like it, it can't be it can't be just by accident. This stuff ain't happenstance when you create controversy. I got this story here on um, Outkick dot com. Jason Aldean's "Try That in a Small Town" streams up nine hundred and ninety nine percent. It had gone, it says, uh, Luminate, which tracks music streaming and sales, reported a jump in streams for Try That in a Small Town from 987,000 to 11.7 million just one week after the video drop. So, hey, if it's going to work in our favor, I'm all for it. But it is, these are really smart people, you know, behind the scenes in the music industry. And I don't think some of it was an accident. I think, hey, let's 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 pander a little bit. I mean, look, I love Kid Rock, but him shooting and blowing up a case of Bud Light at the beginning of that, pandering. Well, remember we were talking about the Bill Maher episode with Kid Rock that we both had watched, and that happened in the fall. By the way, if anyone's listened to Random Club with Bill Maher, it's an excellent podcast on Spotify and Apple. Anyway, he was interviewing Kid Rock, and they drink and they smoke pot in these interviews, and like it's it's really fun. And Kid Rocket brought a bucket of beer with him. This is before the Bud Light controversy, and it's Coors Light. I watched this last week. I mean, he's drinking Coors Light. All right. We've got to take our break. We'll be back up to the top of the hour. We've got a bunch more stuff to hit, some update, some news on Anthony Fox, if that's what you want to call it. 
and some other things. I also want to get into the Chris McDaniel, Delbert Hoseman thing. Does anybody really care outside of your politicos? We'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB with my buddy Sean Yurkaran here in the studio with me. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Patina Hair Studio out there in Ridgeland. Hey, look, man. Guys, take your ladies by Patina and check out their new Barbie themed manicures they're doing the pink with some glitter i shared it on my facebook page yesterday it's like don't hate your girls love this stuff guys don't forget that girls love girly stuff if you have a real woman so and look girls also like when your hair is styled has a little gel in it you're clean cut they don't get old you know you like it when your girl gets fixed up they like it when you get fixed up so it goes both ways it goes my 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 girly girl is way happier when my hair is spiky and shiny than she is when it's not so do that go get a haircut that you can replicate at home you can do that at patina uh, guys walk-ins are welcome so it ain't, you ain't got to overthink this ladies they do colors extensions the whole nine yards they've got the massage chair shampoo stations manicures pedicures the whole nine yards and again it goes back to you any, anybody can make you look good leaving the salon once can you replicate that style at home? And that is something they go above and beyond with with the style, the techniques they use at Patina Hair Studio. Check them out online. They're located right there in Ridgeland, patinahairstudio.com, or just go to Facebook and check out Patina Hair Studio and look at some of their cool manicures and pedicures and whatnot that they've done and some of their cuts and colors and all of that stuff. And they guys sell great product, too. Good product's hard to find. You ain't going to find good hair product on the shelf at Wally World or Walgreens. So get out there and get you some good hair product. So, all right. I wanted to play this real quick before we go any further. I look like Vin Diesel. Oh, that is not what I wanted to play. Where did that come from? <laughs> is that wrestler clip we played about? No. You okay. played about a Here's, I had Outkick pulled up, and they always have videos playing in the background of Outkick. Since Fox bought it, it's just like, ugh. Anyway, I wanted to play this real quick. I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knees in prayer for the well, how right was he? people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I want, I want to say something real quick. Now I hear this, and he's like, we stand with the good people of New York. No, we don't. Screw those people from New York. A bunch of left-wing nut jobs. It's how I feel about New York now. Like, I don't know. I ain't standing with New York. I, just I can hear you! <laughs> Soon. 
right. Now, I love hearing the crowd scream and stuff, but it doesn't translate well over the radio. New York liberals like Donald Trump, you mean? Or <laughs> Donald Trump was down there with a shovel cleaning up ashes five within five minutes of the towers coming down. That's historical facts. Historical facts. Him and George historical. W. Bush were standing on the... Uh, now, the ruins of the World Trade Center. Right? Another president will never get the opportunity, I don't think, to have a moment like this. They may try to fabricate one for for uh, for Biden, but I, I just don't think it'll work. We thought they were eggs at him. What if a plane hit the Empire State Building right now in the yeah. same manner that happened, what, for, well, 22 for, years for, ago? First, we're going to have to rush to Twitter and find out what, if the it's politi- true. what the political leanings of the person that drove the plane were. Let's say it's Was an Islamic terrorist. Well, I mean, look, I'm you know I kind of side with them on some things now. But I mean, in terms of an attack on 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 the United States like that again, tw- I mean, twenty two years twenty two years later, was, it, was there some one of these New World Order banking headquarters in there? <laughs> you know, that's a it, we're ju- that's a good point that you're making. I think because I've said the same thing. I think on Facebook, I wonder if uh, my I'm just saying, if we're being honest, these are the things people are going to ask. I 100 percent agree with you. I've made the same argument, and here's what I'm saying. So, what if Pearl Harbor happened today? Okay. And I think half the country would be on the side of the Japanese, and the other half would be on our side, I, depending on which, who was in power. Yeah, we've ta- I really we've, believe that. We've talked about this before. I don't think there's an event mm-hmm. that, like a terrorist, I don't think there's a singular event that brings this country back to the middle. It's, if that couldn't, if a 9-11 that ha- happened today could not, then I don't think anything And that's can. what they want, because they, they, they've, they've taken over our medical, they've taken away our medical freedoms. They've taken away our – they're working on taking away our food with these billionaires all buying up this farmland and choosing to not use it. All kind of weird, wonky stuff going on with our food chains, our food supply. That's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, th- what they're doing to our food is terrible. And they, mm-hmm. I don't mean necessarily just throttling production. I mean what they're producing right? Mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mean, I think we can agree – yeah, I watched that, some documentary on this on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. I think maybe we may have watched the same one. I, I have. I can't remember the name. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then they, those people went on Rogan. That guy was a lefty that did that. Yeah. Did you and, see about the got canceled? Whatever you want to call canceled, you know, got controversied into success. Speaking of Rogan, did you, I just saw, I think I sent it to you yesterday. I didn't know Rogan refuses to have Trump on the show. He, you know, he's been saying that for a while. I, I wish he would. It would, look, I could sit there and make the argument. I think Rogan. Could Rogan is scared? How do, I want to make sure I say this right. Not worried about anybody thinks. I just want to articulate it properly. Mm-hmm. One or two things are going to happen. Trump's going to get exposed that he can't carry on a real conversation, and you know, because Rogan ain't going to let him trump his way through it. No, he's going to force him to have a real conversation, and it's either going to expose that you know he, he's very shallow, which I mean, these are things lefties think, right? Yeah, you know, and or it's going to. It's going to prove that Trump can go toe to toe with the best of them, and he and he and he's deep. I, I think those are the only two things that happen, right? Yeah, I think I mean just one of two options, right? I agree. Yeah, there's no. I mean, I think you know if you use his CNN town hall as an example, like that was his crowd that was there. Yeah. So he was able to do the things that he does. This ain't no crowd. This is one on one with Rogan. I mean, Rogan's yeah. been able to tear up pretty much everybody that's been on his show, yeah. or at least have a. I wouldn't call. It, I don't know if his style is necessarily he doesn't tear people up. He has. A logical conversation with people like the Sanjay Gupta. Uh, you don't get to BS. Favorites. You don't get to BS and catchphrase your way through it. No, and he's not going to allow him to do that. And uh, and did you see Roger Stone 
challenged Joe Rogan to a cage match to get Trump on the show. <laughs> I like Roger Stone. That, that's, he, he, Roger Stone's a national treasure. Whether you agree with him politically or not, he is a national treasure. He, if you watch the documentary on Absolutely. Netflix, it, it's, it's wonderful. Great. I mean, it's, it's, it is amazing that this guy at like 20 years old was named in the Watergate investigation. Yes. Like this is how far back this dude goes into like, the never dirty side of, of politics. Until the Trump 16, mm-hmm. you know, first Trump thing. I'd never heard of him and, you know, got to, he became a character again. He became nationally relevant. Again, and oh, he got down inside of just politico circles. He was down in Miami in the uh, during the recount in 2000. I mean, he was actually they referenced that if you ever watched the movie. I I saw Um, that, and and that's what was crazy. And then, you know, the one thing though that they threw in there, of course, they're swingers. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. I think he's open about it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's open about it. He's he doesn't. Yeah, he's a he's a. And then of course he was um, partners with um, Paul Manafort and uh, Lee Atwater in the eighties with you know uh, and with that lobbyist firm that they had. And those guys, if you also what's interesting about, I've you know read tons about all those guys, especially uh, Lee Atwater is another interesting kind of dirty politics character character kind of guy they were like in their 30s when they were doing this they weren't like they were not older guys they were in their 30s and they kind of ran politics in the 80s it's it's really interesting. a good one i think i sent it to you before about um lee atwater you should watch I'll check that it's really out. interesting yeah so <clears throat> circling back to this this um george bush speech this was post 9-11 for mm-hmm. those that don't know this was a on the rubble it was a, it was an it, it was an a historic american moment i mean it's stuff that Will be played through the media. The great speeches. The this is George Bush's. Um, it's not what your country can do for you. It's what you can do for your country. I mean, just, mm-hmm. it's up there in the pantheon of presidential moments. Yeah, I don't think anybody can really argue that. But history does have a way of tweaking the tweaking the perception of things, doesn't it? Sure. Because now I hate George Bush. Well, I think we all think back and, to the Iraq and stuff, And you also right? think 9-11, Building 7 didn't suicide itself. Like, oh. what, what What? really happened 9-11? I mean, I think we're all open to understanding that 9-11, while, we, while American soldiers may not have flown those planes into those buildings, I think we understand way more about 9-11. This wasn't just, you know, a half dozen, a dozen uh, crazy guys with box cutters deciding they wanted to fly, fly a plane into a building. You mean like a 9-11 conspiracy kind of thing? I don't know. If it's, is it really conspiracy? I mean, I I, I think that they... I think they that try they, to uh, use that word conspiracy theory to make you sound crazy for questioning I mean, the, the mainstream narrative. I mean, do I think the government was involved? No, I don't. I guess that's where I guess that would be my position on it. I think that was the... I think it was Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda that that did that. I think, you know, I think... I don't think that they... Who we funded. Well, did we fund them? We sent them a lot of money. And we sent Afghanistan a lot of money in the 1980s, for sure, to fight the Soviets, which, well, you know, that's what we did. I mean, we, that was their Vietnam, actually, was what people call it. But, um, and that led into, you know, the Taliban taking over in the 90s and then, of course, that harboring al-Qaeda, which translated into this. Now, if you want to well, say – Well, what about this part, then? What about – again, this is facts. You have, mm-hmm. a Google, you have a Googleator over there. Sure. You can Google these things. The, the, when every plane in America was grounded – Mm-hmm. There was one plane in the air, other than Air Force One, that got the Bin Ladens out. That got the Bin Ladens yeah. out of America. Sure, we've had a a interesting relationship with the uh, Saudis for a long time, and there's, I mean, there's, yeah, certainly things like now Bin Laden though was ostracized from that Bin Laden family is pretty big, obviously, and, and he's been ostracized from that family for a long time. But I think if the or the argument would be 
did our policies in the Middle East create this kind of, you know, and nobody likes to say that, right? Yeah. What we've done with our, you know, with in the Middle East in, in terms in the 80s and 90s, did it cause them to, I don't think they should do it. And, and all that, of course, I'm glad we killed bin Laden. So I'm not, I don't want anybody sure. to think I'm arguing for Al Qaeda. No, I'm just saying, did, I understand. Did, I think uh, you're right. Did, did U.S. foreign policy, like, cause this and cause this kind of hatred for America or does it go back to our recognition of Israel? I mean, there's so many things that go into this that built up into what happened on 9-11. Yeah, no, when I say I think 9-11 was a bit of an inside job, mm. I don't in the aspect of, I don't think anybody flew over there and had a meeting with Osama bin Laden about, mm. here's what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't believe that. But I do believe we created this inside job and I do believe there are some things with the oil stuff and the Bush family mm-hmm. and all of that that just it, it's it's weight and look now I get there it, I see what you're saying that that part yeah, right with you know, our relationship with this and this has been this is every U.S. president with the with the Saudis like I mean obviously we sure. rely on foreign oil I mean we do and like we have for a long time of course there's been times where we have you know a large domestic production which has of course gone down but this has been everybody's had that relationship with the Saudis for for a long time and it's 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 been obviously it was a dangerous one and it occurred you know nine eleven we all saw what happened. Um, you know, but I think um, that uh, I, I do agree that this is if that happened again, I think the response with the country would be different than it was. Because you remember that night and I'll give you a good example. So in 2000, I was volunteering with the Gore campaign. You'll love that. And uh, when I was like 21 and uh, I went down to Miami because I'm from there with a friend of mine. And Couldn't we, even help him carry his own state. <laughs> yeah, right. It, uh, I went down to Miami. We protested. We didn't we, we didn't raid any buildings. You know, we protested. And uh, of course, then, you know, George W. Bush won. And then less than a year later, 9-11 happened. And I will remember that night, just like anybody who was of age at that time, um, I couldn't wait for the president of the United States to come on TV and talk to us because everybody was so scared and nervous about what had just happened. And, and I can't – I mean I can't tell you like how supportive of George W. Bush I was – that night and, and until probably about a year until we went, you know, until we went to Iraq and how that unfolded. Now, I think um, and, and just a few weeks after that, if you remember the the uh, Afghani, the soldiers that rode all the horses and you know, they made a movie about it called 12 Strong. Like we're all we were all behind the president. Like we were just all it didn't matter what you were. Sure. I think you just were like, let's get these guys. Let's get them now. Yeah. And I think and I don't know that that kind of response will happen if something like that happens today i, I agree 100 percent. I, I don't think it will we got a couple texts here we'll read through them on the guns of your text line so let's see and guys i'm a, I'm aware that there's a uh, internet issue going yeah. on with the uh, comcast at&t has a major power as a major internet outage in jackson which creates some issues so reagan can says an attack that would bring us back together would have to be an attack on a liberal institution with a massive casualties. Liberal, liberal would automatically fly to fly to the flag, and conservative patriots would come to the defense of America. The casualties would have to be massive, and target would have to be clearly liberal. Another 9/11 would not unite. You know, I've said for years. I think what 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 unites is you know if somebody goes and blows up an Applebee's full of black people. You know, it's, it's something where. Oh, this ain't the white man's war. Because that was something I heard a lot after 9-11, though. I mean, 99 Jams here in Jackson, mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't break. They were the only station in town that didn't break in and play the news. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, really? Yep. There was people that said, I mean, it was people of all nationalities died in those buildings. Yeah, but, I mean, a, but, the, but throughout the years, you've heard, like, the black Democrat side. 
saying oh, that that was that was the white man's stuff. That was the white man's stuff. You know, even though everybody died, seemed like they killed all of us. That's yeah. that. They, they, I don't think they. Just, I don't think and, they, and the that's the conversation I've had with people. Really, yeah. Mm. You know, so I'm not. I'm not just pulling this out. No, of no. Air. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying it, it just seems to me like. Anybody who would make that argument that you're saying they made, yeah. it's a little ridiculous because they killed all of us. I mean, they killed every every. I think every. I think almost every country had a had somebody who was from that country in those buildings. I, yeah. I remember really reading a list one time. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Joe is on hold. Stay there, and we'll get to you as soon as we come back from this break. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. W-Y-A-B. Hey guys, don't forget the big salad. That's what's for lunch. And it's also available on take a break delivery. So you don't have to go to Dogwood. You don't have to go to Flowood. If you can't get out of your office, they'll bring it to you with take a break deliveries. You can turn any of their specialty salads into a wrap or you can get it as a salad. And hey, maybe you don't want a wrap. Maybe you want a sub. They got fresh made sandwiches, subs, smoothies, and more. You can check out their menu, the big salad dot com located right there in dogwood in flowwood as well as again available for delivery take a break dot com and of course you can see their menu there as well if you use the promo code all caps clay 601 for your first delivery on take a break you're going to get five dollars off your delivery fee so check them out take a break dot com and the big salad two great clay edward show partners teamed up to get you a, a fresh Healthy lunch delivered. All right, Sean, let's take a call real quick. Yep. Hey, brother, you got about two minutes. Thanks for staying on hold with us. Yeah, uh, Clay, I'll start off this real quick. Do I think uh, Muslim extremists, terrorists flew planes into the Twin Towers? Yes. Do I believe that that's what brought the towers down? Absolutely no. How on earth does three, and I count three buildings, come down in its own footprint, like controlled demolition, by two planes hitting two buildings at the top. I mean, that is a statistical impossibility. I mean, you know how much time and effort they go to do a controlled demolition to understand the support beams and where to place explosives? Thermite explosives. You know, I don't know exactly what happened, what was the purpose, what was the cover-up. But I do know that the story they fed us on 9-11 was a bomb. And the fact that, that nobody questioned an impossibility is kind of like the same way with the, the election being stolen. You know, when you let a lie stand, you know, then the lie gets magnified. Uh, uh, agreed 100% on letting a lie stand. If you don't, If you just sit there and let it marinate and let it stew and you don't acknowledge it, 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 it's it's a lot like what's going on right now too with the Biden Hunter Biden stuff and the White House refusing to acknowledge that or refusing to so much as even answer a question or give a statement on it. It just, just it, say, it creates the atmosphere for believing. Well, you must be hiding something. But just go back to nine eleven. Did uh, you know you can question jet fuel or whatever the heat of the jet fuel or whatever you know falling down into the buildings on buildings one and two. But one thing that's never addressed is how this building number seven that never had a plane hit it fell in its own footprint, light controlled demolition with nothing but a house fire, a building fire. That is impossible. And that's one thing when we talk about that day, uh, 
very few people will bring up building number seven, but to me, that's the takeaway. That's the dead giveaway that something's wrong. Yeah, building seven's been going, been turned into a meme here lately. I'm seeing it all over social media, and it says building seven didn't kill itself. Exactly. You know. You know. So, hey, brother, look, I appreciate you, man. Great call this morning, as always. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to hard shift the gears here. I do want to say one thing real quick, though, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you believe that our government killed JFK? You know, I've actually, um, I guess, done a, enough of a deep dive into that as much as I, I think, yes, I think the government was involved in it. So, yeah, And so I think there's a probably, actually, the government in the 70s said that there was a probable conspiracy. Now, they didn't say the government was involved. They said there was a probable conspiracy in the um, in the JFK assassination. I, I, if, based on what I've now, of course, I don't know. I've just read a lot about it, and but it I seems say like that a, to say this: it, Does it seem like a stretch that they would fly if they'll kill a president? They they would orchestrate a terror attack so they could bring in, bring in the uh, more government control. What was that? The what was that? Patriot Act. Patriot Act, and there was already the Patriot Act was already ready already. Yeah, I mean, we, and then it, within a week of those towers coming down, it's enacted. Let me answer it this way: days, twelve days, something like that. I'll answer it this way. I don't think it was a government conspiracy on 9-11. I don't think that. But that being said, I don't think it's a stretch either, right, to say that I would put it this way, that did the Bush administration want to go into Iraq? Well, that was set into motion before 9-11, if I recall. Like, they had been making those plans prior to 9-11. So I don't know. That, I don't think it was a government conspiracy. I don't think that. But but I can see where people jump to conclusions that it could be because the Bush administration had started that process beforehand. Yeah, and then, or that yeah. makes you think why. I mean, again, the whole thing where we went into Iraq was based on faulty information. I'm, giving, I'm being kind here. Faulty yeah, information. Yeah, I mean, very kind. And, um, and that whole thing. And that's why at that time where I kind of stopped – being a fan of George W. Bush and, you know, because we were all rallying around the flag was because I just didn't understand, like, why were we doing this? Why was that? Why was that something we were doing? Um, I, I had no problem with the war in Afghanistan. I thought that's where Al Qaeda was at that time. Obviously, it went too long, you know, but I think that's what uh, we needed to do. We had to get those guys. Actually, we almost had Osama in November of 2001. And I think it was Tora Bora. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. And we did in the, in the hills. There, yeah, we, we almost had him and ended this thing at that point for the most part. Not you know totally, sure. but if we, we if we cut off the head of the snake there, I think it would have been just a big that would have, that would have, that would have prevented them from using the Iraq thing later. And, and I, I, so I mean, I think there's ways where people can. I'm saying I can see how reasonable people can jump to conclusions on it based on based upon those things. I don't think it happened, but that's and but then, I can see that. And I think what's brought this back up somewhat too is because now it's happened twice in. And just in Gen X's lifetime, mm-hmm. you had 9-11 and the government control and the Patriot Act that came after that. And, you know, it took a little while to understand the depths of the Patriot Act and everything. Again, the Twitter files are showing what the Patriot Act was able to do. Sure. Then you have COVID happen and a lot of conspiracies around that. And even if you want to say, sure, I don't think our government intentionally set COVID into place so they could have a new world order. All right, let's take that off the table. Okay. Never let a crisis go to waste to get more control. And I, you know, I, I think at minimum that's what they did with 9-11 and with COVID. It's like, it, never let a crisis go to waste. What can, how can we manipulate this in our favor? Well, I mean, they certainly did after 9-11. They, the, you know, they manipulated it. And, it, and I'm not, you know, I know I sound like I'm blaming the Bush folks. I mean, everybody was on board. 
at that point. Everybody was on board. I think, who is it the only person, is it Barbara Lee who didn't vote to allow him to go to Iraq? I think that's the only person that did. I believe that's right, but... I don't um, want to pretend I was so plugged in then that, I, that I know. <laughs> yeah. I was a geek, man. I just remember this stuff. And uh, and so I think, um, you know, that – so I think, yeah, I mean, it, it, everybody was on board of this, man. They were ready to go with it. And, it, you know, of course, there was national sentiment. I mean, you, you were, we were about the same age. Like, you remember that time. Sure. We're, I mean, we're, we're willing to sign our souls to get them. I mean, yeah. I would have. I mean, I wanted to re-enlist in the Marines. I mean, I was like, this is just – you know, it, it was that kind of thing, I think, for people. And – um so I, you know, I can understand, but I mean, again, I, you know, I don't think it was a government conspiracy on 9-11, but I can see how reasonable people could feel differently for sure. Good. Great segment there. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show with Sean York. We're going to get back into some local stuff. Now I want to talk about judge Wingate pimp slapping the Lumumba's calling them racist and the Metro center. You can buy it. What would you do with it if you did? And why is Barbie? That's right, guys. Why is Mississippi the number one state for Barbie movie participation? We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Real quick, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Get out there. Check them out. 12 different specialty pizzas, nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. They're open daily at 4 p.m., and they're open late uh, continuously. Uh, you guys are tagging me in your post, uh, whether it's in a text message or online. Every time you go to Acme Pizza and Daiquiris, letting folks know how good it is. They've been in business over a year now. And let me tell you, in the restaurant business, if the food ain't good, you don't make it a year. As a little independent, pr- privately funded, personally funded adventure. You know, without a deep loans with the banks, yada, yada, yada. You got to sell to survive. They've done that there. Get out there, try them out. Located in Fannin Mart on the res. And look, the pig, the pig, pig, pig is my personal favorite. Smoked barbecue there on the spot. My girlfriend was telling one of her friends, she you know, somebody got in a conversation about pizza the other day. And her friend was telling her that she loved the, she loved the barbecue pizza from Domino's or something or another. Oh, She's okay. like, girl. You got to try, and she lives right over here by Acme. She's like, you got to try the pig, pig, pig at, at, uh, at, at Acme. And she went through the whole spill about the meat being smoked. She sounded like me about the meat <laughs> being smoked on the spot, yeah. the whole nine yards. So we're going to have a, uh, we're going to have a night at, at Acme here soon, but look, check them out, man. See Chip and the team. And of course, they're also available on take a break deliveries. What I was trying to say about the pig, pig, pig. Try that. Try some of their other specialty pizzas on the Wheel of Flavor. That's three pizzas on one – three specialty pizzas on one pie. Or, hey, just design your own. Maybe you want a third of it pepperoni, a third of it ham, a third of it sausage. They'll do that for you at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. All right. Man, Kingfish had a great article the other day. I mean, he, great work to Kingfish. bit long-winded to try to get to on the radio. But – if you've been keeping up with the Jackson water crisis, but look, go, go find that article on jacksonjamblai.com. Highly, highly, can't recommend it enough, but give yourself 15, 20 minutes to, to read it all because it's kind of long, but it needs to be to get the point across. Um, Sean may be able to give a better legal synopsis of what's going on, but the, the, the Lumumbas, and for whatever reason, Sister Lumumba is involved in all this, is it, 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 fighting... Uh, they do not like the Ted Hennepin character that they've got over Jackson Water. They want him to be more transparent. 
they want him to let basically he ain't black so they're not they're not happy and the judge called him out on that Sean you want to pick up yeah I mean he did uh you know I thought he it seems like Judge Wingate is just tired of this. Yeah. It just, that's, and it, it goes back, you know, because he, if you notice, he mentioned stuff that isn't related to the water stuff in his, uh, I didn't read his whole opinion. I'm just reading what Kingfish's article because we, we were, we were, I didn't know we were going to get to this today, but I read it last night, thankfully, and read his article. And it was a great article. And what I think, um, what I found most interesting when we, this was discussing the water and what Wingate starts saying, you know, I'm not only not going to bring up the water, let me tell you about the rest of the things that are messed up, like the crime problem that you say we don't have. Like those things that are just, you know, things that like Jackson and basically what he's saying is Jackson has all these problems. And here's this group, Jackson Water, who's actually doing a good job. And you're claiming that they're not because uh, let, let's put it this way, man, because you're not getting you're not going to get your hands in the pie. And that's I mean, that's the problem. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm reading. I'm yeah. trying to read the lines here. What he's saying is that uh, you're not um, you're not going to get your hands in the pie. First, he gave a great example of the call center. Did you read that part? I did. Then I thought that was really interesting. So. Lumumba's got these people, group, community groups, whatever they are, complaining about call center times. And the average wait was one minute and 46 seconds. Prior to that, when it was in control of the city of Jackson, it was over four hours. That was the average over four hours. Now, I mean, if that's not the was easiest example of incompetence of how not to run a call center, and then you got this guy, Hennepin, who comes in here and says now they're down to you know one minute and 46 seconds where people can ask about their water complaints – and then I read a letter from Jeff Good, which I think we all agree has been the champion of Jackson for as long as we can remember. And he said that he had a problem at Broad Street on a Sunday. They reported around 8 in the morning, something like that. And then it was fixed by 1030 in the morning. And it was done. So these, these – uh, John Horn, who was also at the Center, he said as well that um, Ted Hennepin is doing a good job. And we had to keep him moving forward. So everybody, it, it seems like the facts show you that the, that he that Jackson Water is doing their job. They're doing their job, and things are moving forward. Chokeway, who brought you not only you know the mismanagement of the plant, but also brought you the, the fun trash debacle that we just had, right? That we nobody got their trash picked up, is now complaining that you know he wants more control. Do do we want to give? I don't want to give him control of a monopoly board. I mean, like, it's, he's obviously incompetent. He can't do the job. And Judge Wingate put that down here in that opinion and basically spelled it out for him. Why? And- I want to read this right here. I thought this was well, – this, to me, this was the pimp slap. Uh, the, the, this is the Save Jackson quote of, of the day here. <clears throat> it says, this, this accomplishment alone should elevate – just talking about fix, this was him fixing the, the, uh, the leak at Colonial – Mm, yeah. That oh, that part, yeah. And he says, this accomplishment alone should elevate Hennepin and his dedicated crew to heroic status. But the staunchest of his critics can only see race and outside prejudice. Ted is white. They protested. Jackson, they said, is more than 80 percent. They, they said, let me start over here. I didn't use proper pronunciation. Uh, the, the staunchest of his critics can only be seen, can only see race and outside prejudice. Ted is white, they protested. Jackson, they said, is more than 80% African-American. As such, they reasoned Jackson should have its water savior, an African-American, and more someone from Jackson itself. These critics inexplicably did not appreciate the inexcusable impact of these racially charged words uttered in a deep South state that they have attacked all their lives as racism. Lady Justice must have experienced a stabbing pain 
from these daggers like words which are so reminiscent of times when African Americans have been on the receiving end. The speakers of these malignant sentences, malignant, yeah. malignant sentences cannot justify their statements. They have no experience in water management and no logical rationale why an African-American would be better suited to fix a lingering problem which has gone unsolved for decades by past African-American leadership. They're screaming it's got to be black. It's got to be black. But it's been black. Yeah, the, I, what it is, and they're, and they're, I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. They are using race mm-hmm. to try to get their people in there so he can get his fingers in the pie. That's all this boils down to. They need their contract. They've taken away their biggest grift, think the water about, department. Think about this for a moment. Uh, was it six months ago? Chokwe was praising Hennepin. Do you remember that? Absolutely. And and you know where? Do you remember why exactly? He was kissing his butt. Thought he thought he was going to have a little little bit of say so over there. And he was. And Hennepin, by the way, was going to put. He, he proposed this. Your property, your water costs were based on your property value. That mm-hmm. all of us, believe me, living over there, were like, wait a second, this is not fair. Yeah, you know. And that was it's so. I mean, it's needless. To say, he's, he's made people mad on both sides. Yeah, I mean, so obviously Hennepin is. I'm assuming he's he's very liberal to come up with that kind of concept. I, I would think. So. I would think he is, and that's that's fine. He's doing a great job. Like it. So Chokwe was cool with that. He was like, man, that's a great idea. Why we need to tax people based tax on a property? Yeah, th- that's what we got to do. And um, and then he was fine with them then. But now, but he's like, wait a second, but this guy's actually doing a good job, and he's cutting me out, because he, Hedefin realizes that Chokwe probably is incompetent, as we all do, right? We all yep. see that. Oh, and all you got to do is look back to what happened last August, and that's it. And now Chokwe's mad because he can't get, like you said, his fingers into the thing, or I assume that's why he's mad, and... um and that's why we're here. But six months ago, we were not here. We were Hennepin's great guy. Let's tax all the people in Jackson based on their property values. Let them pay for the water, and that's cool. But now that I can't get my money, you know, it's not cool. And um, you know, I got your next trash contract for you. I mean, yeah. this is getting ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, look, you, look no further than the Metro Center. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. The, too. the Metro Center is a great example of this. They all got in bed with the retro metro folks and mm-hmm. tied all this up with the with the lead minority set aside, Socrates Garrett, and yeah. he he's over there crying to the city council that he made a he's got a bad business decision going on over here at the metro center and needs some help. Yep, that's what he wants. Some, now, what do they want to sell for three hundred fifty thousand, or is that an anchor store? That's that's one of the other parts. The city owns part of it, which there's a whole other conversation. Why is the city renting that part from from him mm-hmm. when they own this other part? I mean, everybody can draw their own conclusions on that, right? I mean, right. that's uh, you know what I mean. So, I mean, you got these, you got these guys that thought they when they, when that Obama money or I'm sorry, Biden money came down here that our, our government money came down here to fix this water. Uh, they 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 knew they had punched their ticket. It's on. This is everything we have fought for. This is our reparations. This is the whole nine yards, and. The, fe- the the very people that gave him the money told him that it has to go through a third-party deal. That's when they placed Hennepin in charge. The mm-hmm. courts put Hennepin there. Yeah. And so and I guess it was Wingate that placed him. I believe that's right. I believe that's so right. It's very it's very interesting watching this thing unfold because Chakwe and them have had a what was going to be a jackpot of hustle taken from them. You know, Judge Wingate's been on the bench since, I believe, 1985. I mean, he's a very long time, mm-hmm. right? And you know, through his opinions, you can see that he is just... I mean, I'm sure he loves Jackson. I, I think that's no doubt about that. You know, And uh, 
I think he's just frustrated with what's going on. Like this is got you know, and this that's the way you can the, the opinion or the quotes I'm reading from or opinion of somebody's very angry. That's very angry like this. It's like and you're dealing we're not only just dealing with I mean, we're not dealing with heck, even the I mean the trash was bad, but we're dealing with people's drinking water. This is well, I mean, this is a basic level need. Petulant it's, children too running the city. And uh and Chokeway is like, I don't care about that. What I care about is, you know, getting my people in place. That's what he wants to do. No, no you know, his examples are Somebody called us and said the water was discolored. That, I mean, that's the that's the example, yeah. These, and that's what I mean, Wingate called out on him. It's like here are your groups. Okay, they have no quantifiable evidence, is what he said, and they didn't. It's just you know they want they want they want the hands in the cookie jar, and he's not. Thank God for Henry Henry Wingate because that's not going to happen. I hope you know the one thing I did read at the bottom that said that uh, when the it gets turned back over to the city, let's pray to God that never happens. I mean, let's really pray to God that this water system never gets turned back to the city because they don't need to take control of it not at all not at all it's a great article wingate did a great job standing up and i what i just find interesting is when they call out this inept black leadership of the city uh, and cause it for what it is the very people who scream racism who scream that all these problems are because of the, of white folks have said well you know exactly what i've been saying for the last 30 years you guys have been in charge and you didn't do anything. Now, we could sit there. We could talk about the water pipes not being replaced, yada, yada, yada. But what we're actually seeing now is the water pipes ain't the problem. I mean, they're a problem, but I know what you're they're trying to say. They're not the problem. Yeah, and we're, what we're discussing here is the is the plant, the mismanagement yeah. of the plant. The pipes are a problem. And then, uh, when you manage the plant properly, well, it makes managing those pipes a lot easier. Well, and it, I mean, at least it, it sends you know, proper water across yeah. the pipe. You know, it, it's just... That's and that was I mean, the issue. The in colonial August. leak, yeah, was causing such water pressure issues, and they refused to fix it. That they lost sixteen point eight million dollars. Wingate said, yeah. I think in potential revenue, sixteen point yeah. eight million dollars. All right, let's take our break. Come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Ron, one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show. As we get ready to land the plane here, look, guys, I I, I know that there, there there were some issues with the with the signal today. There was an AT and T had a internet cable down. It wasn't you know we typically don't try to acknowledge that kind of stuff uh, on the radio, but enough of you have text. The podcast will not be affected, and it appears to be fixed now. The podcast will not be affected, so you can go back and you can listen to this whole thing uninterrupted. I was, think it was one of our best shows. Uh, it hit a lot of great topics. <clears throat> Let's close it with this one. We got about a minute left here. Sean, you sent me a graph about Barbie. Oh yeah, yeah. It says um, Barbie most popular in whatever stage. Yeah, and it was like or or Oppenheimer. Yeah, and it was pink was Barbie, blue was Oppenheimer or whatever color it was, and the brighter the pink, the more popular it was in that state per capita. I guess. Yes, yeah, Mississippi like had the brightest pink times ten. Barbie was super popular here, yeah. over Oppenheimer at least. And Sean was kind of suggesting, oh, dumb conservatives didn't go see Oppenheimer. I didn't say that. I said, no. You said that. Barbie is so that. popular here <laughs> because we have a lot of hot chicks that think they're Barbie. I did. I was in the movie theater on Sunday, and during the Trinity test scene, when they actually test the bomb, some couple said, I heard them over it saying, I wonder if it's going to work. And I was like, oh, my God. This, this is, is not, not this a is not fictional. It's not a fictional movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, good stuff, man. Look, we'll pick this back up Friday. Well, I want to hit the Metro being for sale, all of that. Y'all think about it for a couple of days. What would you put at the Metro Center if you could buy it for $350,000? Would anything work there ever again that's not a jail, 
or a government deal. I think not. Can we get a, a, a giant Danny's out there? A giant Danny's. Giant Danny's. Danny's Metro. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.